if you would have told me three months ago that I would have moved 800 miles away from my mama and everybody that I ever loved and completely started over because God told me to, I would have definitely told you that you were crazy and that there was no way that it was possible. But as I sit here, (laughs) I understand one, why it's necessary. And two, I understand more about who I am and who God is in me. And that's what therapy is all about. We come to the couch and we call inner me to the carpet because we recognize that there are some things that God needs to deposit into us. And there are some things that God needs to depart from us. And if we're truly going to live the life of God's dreams unapologetically and unabashedly, then we have to be prepared. And the best way to be prepared is by getting to see God in a new way, in a renewed way. And that's what therapy is all about. We want to see God on the inside. And we want to live the life of God's dreams. So buckle up, Buttercup, because we about to get to the couch and call inner me to the carpet. Let's get into it. So literally this morning in my prayer time, I was sitting at the altar and I was talking to God, <clears throat> obviously, because we're prayer time, talking to God at the altar. <laughs> but um, you literally pause. We're just gonna jump straight into this one today because, yeah, laziness is wasteful. Now remember that. I'm going to say what I say, I got to get out of the way, but the Lord said it to me first, and I'm really just the messenger. So, don't find offense with me, find offense with the Lord, and take it up with him. Okay? All right. So, I was talking to the Lord, and um, we were talking about, like, my journey thus far, and why I didn't promote, and why I didn't, why I just did the bare minimum when it came to the things of God and the greater works that I kept shouting that I wanted to do. And God was like, because you lack discipline. Point blank period, you don't have the discipline. And I was like, dang, okay. Well, teach me how to get some discipline, Lord. And so he took me to Proverbs 18 and nine. And the King James version says, he also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. And that was just like, dang, brother to him that is a great waster. Ouch, I don't want to waste what you've given me, God. And he was like, okay, well, stop being slothful. And the, I forget what version this is in my um, study Bible. This version says, The one who is lazy in his work is brother to a vandal. That is even more just oof 
than a great waster. Not only am I wasting what God has given, but I am vandalizing the greater works of God by being lazy. And quite literally, when he said laziness is wasteful, what that really means is not that God doesn't want us to rest. It's not that God wants us to just be busy. I'll read you. Uh, okay, so when I say read you, I did my spam devotion this morning. And this is what God said in my meditation. Being busy does not mean you're not being lazy. If you are not actively pursuing my will and are pursuing only the pieces that make sense or feel good, then you're wasting my works. I'm not saying you should not rest. I am saying the fear that keeps you procrastinating and doing the bare minimum must be released before I can release you. Where you're going, there's no room for fear, laziness, or lack of self-discipline. And that was so important because I was like, God, how am I being lazy if I'm doing all these things? I'm writing books. I'm publishing books. I'm coaching people. I'm doing podcasts i'm going to work i'm i'm this is me talking to the lord like i'm literally giving him a list of things that i've been busy doing and he was like yeah but you're still being lazy because it's not necessarily the laziness of inactivity it is the procrastination based on the fears that i have and it's so crazy that God knows me in that way because he knew that I was going to hit him with the, but God. <laughs> but me, destiny, I cannot speak for anyone else. When God gives me a task, an assignment, a vision, I run with it. And I get busy. I get busy doing what God has said, but that is not what God's intent is. When God gives a vision, yes, he wants us to run with it, but he needs for us to go back to him for the updates. And here's the thing. Here's why Destiny was being lazy and God just called her out on it. Because going to God takes work. It takes work. It takes discipline. It takes not making excuses about why I can't go to God. Because it's like, yeah, you gave me this vision. I'm just going to run with it. And God's like, uh, 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 uh. I don't need you to run with it. I need you to bring it back to me so that I can walk you through it. And to break it down, when we have, when we are supposed to be in prayer with God, that means we are opening ourselves up to be vulnerable. That means that we are opening ourselves up to possibly be corrected or rebuked. And growing up, being disciplined always meant that you were bad. You did something bad. You are bad is what it equated to in my mind. And that made discipline a bad thing. But the beauty of God is that discipline is not always a bad thing. Think of discipline in the visual that God gave me of a garden. Discipline in God's mind is the same as a gardener pruning the garden. It is messy and 
If you imagine that there are weeds in your heart, it may not feel good to have those weeds yanked out from the root. But what it does is it beautifies. Yeah, we're going to make that a word if it's not. It beautifies what God has already been beautiful. It shows us that, yeah, you got these weeds here, but look at what's flourishing. And so when we go to God, we should go with the expectation of rebuke, with the expectation of correction. Because the beautiful part about Jesus is that because we believe in Jesus, there is now therefore no condemnation, meaning we are not condemned by our sins. God will speak to us concerning our sins so that he can then correct us. God's conviction does not bring condemnation, it brings correction. And it is through the correcting that God uses us because then we are able to see the process of how God has brought us through and we can then do exactly what I'm doing right now. We can speak to that process to help other people go through the process. Because what God had to reveal to me to really solidify this is that we don't go through anything just to go through it. We overcome him. That's what it says in the word. We overcome him. We overcome our enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. But that means we have to share the word of our testimony. Well, who are we sharing the word of our testimony with? The people that God sends us to. The people who need to hear what God has brought us through. The people who are in the situation that God just brought us out of. Those people don't have what we had to get through. All they got is you. There is someone sitting smack dab in the middle of the pain Nami that God just delivered me from. And my laziness, my inability to get up and do the works that God has gifted me to do is causing those people to continue to stay in the middle of that pain Nami. For those of you who don't know what a pain nami is, hi, my name is Destiny, and we make up words around here. A pain nami is literally a tsunami of pain. It is where everything in your life is chaotic. It is calamitous. Um, I wrote about it in Vulnerable and Victorious and in Rooted, which is coming out soon. But it's literally that moment in life where it's like, yo, God, do you see me down here? Everything on all sides is up in flames. You know that dog meme where the dog is sitting at the table surrounded by flames and he's just like everything's fine that's what it's like to be in a pain nami and so in this moment of reflection where god was like yo your self-discipline is lacking and that's why you haven't gotten anything actually done you've just kind of been i love to say i'm spinning on my forehead and he was like yeah you keep spinning on your forehead because you're being lazy not lazy in the greater works necessarily, but lazy in the foundational part. And that's where pride oof, is such a devil. Because when God first said I was being lazy, my pride was hurt. I said, God, I ain't being lazy. You see what I'm out here doing. And God was like, yeah, but the fruit. Where is the fruit from what you're doing? And that's how you know the difference between being busy and being about the Father's business. Because when you're about the Father's business, there is fruit. 
that's what we are called to do is to bear good fruit not just any kind of fruit because like the thing about fruit is that if you pluck the fruit before it's time it's not good fruit if you pluck the fruit after it's time it's not good fruit you have to find the right moment the right time to pluck the fruit and that's why we have to go back to God for the updates because as the master planter as the master gardener as the master creator he and he alone knows what time we should be harvesting the fruit he and he alone knows that writing the book and releasing the book have to happen in a very ordered manner they have to happen in his timing and God was like yeah you're being lazy in the foundational work you're not coming to me consistently enough for me to do the heart surgery that would bring you out of the the fear that's causing you to procrastinate because when we are going through life there are moments where root causes are manifesting in other ways. What you think is procrastination is really entitlement wrapped in fear. Fear is the root cause of our procrastination because generally we come from mm, ma. We come from wanting to be perfect. I'm just gonna call it what it is. That perfectionism demon because she a demon, okay? We'll have you not starting a thing because you don't think that it can be perfect. You don't have all the steps. You don't have all the tools. You don't have, you don't know, you can't do, blah, 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 all the excuses. What God is saying in this moment is the fear of not being enough has to be released in order for the procrastination to be lifted in order for the laziness to be stopped. Does that make sense? My laziness, my inability to go to God for my updates was because I was procrastinating. I didn't want to deal with the pain that I knew was coming if I went to God for the update. I just wanted to coast through life completely transparent with you broken because my brokenness was my identity I had built this perfectionist persona around my brokenness being a secret ah that's what it was my brokenness being a secret it was something that I knew and those close to me knew pieces of, but only on the surface because I could control that. When God starts talking about releasing your testimony, that means that you no longer have control over your story, which newsflash, you never had control anyway, but you know, hey, we are in delivery, okay? We are being delivered from control freaks, but we literally no longer have control over that story. And it makes us vulnerable. It makes us vulnerable to the judgment of others. It makes us vulnerable in the fear of 
rejection comes in. The fear of judgment comes in. The fear of people looking at you sideways comes in. And all of these things that have to do with other people. When God is saying, I'm literally using you for a specific audience. So if you are being rejected, then that's not the audience that I'm sending you for. And that's okay. And that's why you have to go to God so that he can build us up so that we do not find ourselves in the grips of rejection, wondering who we are at our core. We can take on that rejection and know that I am about my father's business. So there is no need for me to deflate, to diminish, or to cower when I am faced with rejection and resistance. It's the fear of rejection, the fear of resistance, the fear of inadequacy. All of those fears that I had wrapped up in a box called procrastination. And I had sealed it with a little bitty bow called entitlement. And it was rooted in a lack of self-discipline. I wasn't disciplined enough in myself to go to God no matter what. I had somebody point out something to me um, recently. And he was like... You choose not to communicate when you know you did wrong. And I was like, oh, first off, ouch. Second off, hmm, you might be on to something. And sure enough, he was right. <laughs> it is very difficult, was, is, mm, we're in recovery, okay? So we are in the in-between. It's not quite yet was. I struggle with communication, which is crazy, one, because I'm paying good money for a degree that I received in communication, two, as a motivator for God and a writer, an author, a speaker, that's communicating it's crazy that that is where my struggle is. <laughs> but they say your biggest burden is also where your biggest blessing is. So that is why God had to put this in front of my face. Because in that in-between phase is where God is shining the light in those dark crevices so that he can do the heart surgery needed for us to move from the in-between to the next. God doesn't want us to just be busy. He wants us to be about the Father's business. But when we're in that in-between, when we're in that limbo, it's like, okay, well, I don't know what to do. And God is like, yes, you do. Come sit with me. Come talk to me. Read my word. Fast. Do something that shows that, show some sign that you know I am here and that I am with you. Because for me, it was like, yeah, I know God is there, but my brokenness made me feel like he wasn't there for me. That I was too bad, that I had made too many mistakes to really go to God. I was afraid to go to God. Which is something that he's also been revealing to me is that Little Destiny is chronically afraid of confrontation. God doesn't want to confront Destiny. 
God wants to confront the things inside of destiny that are hindering God's greater works. And I think that's very important for us to understand when we're talking about having self-discipline and going to God is because in order to build those disciplined practices, we have to understand that God is not our enemy. God is not out to get us. God does not have a personal vendetta against us. God has a personal vendetta against the sin on the inside of us that we keep harboring. God has a personal vendetta against the agendas of the enemy that are inside of us and working and manifesting inside of us. God is on assignment to prune the garden of our heart. And that's why we start, I start this um, session with, if you find offense, take it to Jesus, don't bring it to me. Because offense <clears throat> is one of those things that creeps into our heart and it sows a seed. It, the sowing the seed of offense can lead to a whole host of weeds being sprouted up in the garden. Bitterness. Uh, apprehension. Those are just a couple of them. Because when somebody offends us, now I don't want to do nothing with you. I don't want any parts of anything that you got going on because you have offended me. And now that hinders what God is doing, especially when it's with someone that he has called us to be in collaboration with. It's not just so much about being lazy as in like being a couch potato. Like God said, if you are not actively pursuing my will and are pursuing only the pieces that make sense or feel good, then you're wasting my works. Laziness when it pertains to this context is not just, I didn't feel like it today. It is a, a consistent, I don't feel like it, but I'm gonna do the bare minimum just to say that I did something. I don't feel like it, God. I know you said to talk to you and to pray without ceasing and to meditate on your word day and night, God, but I don't feel like it. So I'm going to roll over and I'm going to give you this little two-minute prayer and I'm going to keep on moving with my life. God, I know you told me to start that business and I got my LLC. I started my business plan, but I don't feel like finishing it. Those are things that God is hearing. And in the 24 hours that we are gifted, <clears throat> To tell the gift giver, yeah, you gave me the gift of 24 hours, but I cannot find any space in what you have gifted me with to thank you, to exalt you, to commune with you, to give you what it is that you are desiring from me. There's lack of reciprocity in our relationships with God a lot of times. And it, for me, was rooted in not feeling good enough. I wasn't worthy to talk to God. I kept making mistakes. I kept falling down. I kept repenting and going back and backtracking and backsliding. And I kept trying to do my own thing. And God is like, yeah, I know. I knew that you were going to be exactly who you are when I first called you. Back in Genesis, when God said, let there be, he spoke our existence, our entire lineage, 
was spoken in that moment. Nothing catches God by surprise, not even the fact that you haven't really been consistent in going to him. He still desires for us to have communion with him, for us to be in relationship with him, a personal relationship with him. Because what would it profit God for us to fail? I ask that question so much because it it really needs to become a question that we ask ourselves each and every time we find ourselves sliding backwards. When I find myself sliding back into that fear and that procrastination, what would it profit God for me to fail? And then I take that to God. God, I'm feeling afraid. I know this is what you told me to do, and I'm not quite sure that I have all the pieces that I need. Show me what I need. Like literally put the pressure on God because that's what he wants. He tells us to take on his yoke for his, because it's easy and his burden is light. That's literally what God tells us in his word. He doesn't want us to carry the weight of the world on our shoulders. He wants us to do the greater works through him. He doesn't want us to figure it out. He wants us to follow him through. So laziness is wasteful. Point blank, period. There is no other way around it. But that does not mean that you have to stay stuck there. You don't have to stay stuck in this slothful mentality. God desires for us to be who he created us to be. God designed us and the visions that he's gifted us with the divine mind that he has connected us with is calling us higher and that's why we're in this in between where we're not quite who we used to be but we are also not quite who we know we're supposed to be who we were meant to become and that in between can feel awful Because now my identity is shifting and I can't control it. And that's intentional. God God wants us to be dependent on him because we can't control it. We can't handle it all. I think it was in Job when Job was complaining to God and God checked it and was like, "Uh, where were you when I placed the stars in the sky? Where were you when I created the world? And that's the question that I want to present to you. Where were you when God created the world? Were you there helping him? Did God ask you to hold his hand? No, no, he didn't. So why now do you feel as though God needs your help? in doing what he needs to do. That's a question for you. A question for you to take and to reflect. 
so that we don't continue to be brethren to the great waster, so that we don't continue to vandalize the greater works of God, so that we can have the self-discipline that we need to get out of God's way. Like all of this in therapy ties to getting out of God's way. That's the season that I'm in, getting out of God's way. And my laziness was in God's way. And that's why we are removing it. So Lord, I thank you that there is no excuse for my laziness. The slothful way that I have gone about your works does not accurately represent my love and appreciation of your gifts. God, I thank you for your chastisement and this needed correction, God. I thank you for building in me healthy self-discipline practices. Lord, disciples must be disciplined. But that does not mean we have to be perfect and or that we cannot rest. Help me to be more disciplined in the name of Jesus. God, I am committed to the greater works and I no longer desire to be a great waster. And I thank you, Lord, in advance that I can that I will fulfill your will with tact, fervency, without procrastination without laziness. I speak it and believe it is so, and so it is. Amen. As you go through this day, through this week, know that you have purpose. Know that you absolutely matter to God, and know that the choice to be a planet shaker is always yours. You have what you need. This is Destiny Danielle. So-